me, Jesus. Now that's what Mary said. And you know, I know there's a lot of teachers in this congregation that attend this church. And thank God for teachers. Especially godly teachers. And yet I know that you teachers know what a difference it makes when your students actually want to learn. Isn't that right? They want to learn. I mean, it makes your job so much more enjoyable. But if they don't want to learn, then it's hard to teach them. Now, I don't understand it all. And there's a lot I don't know, especially about this book. Hey, this book grows. The more you know it, the bigger it gets, okay? But, but to know that you want to know about Jesus, that you're willing to say, I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I'm going to put a priority on Jesus, teach me. There's a lot of reasons. Well, I don't want Jesus to teach us. The whole ministry about Jesus, apart from his salvation of sinners like us, is he says, listen to me. I mean, even his disciples had a problem with understanding what Jesus was teaching. A disciple is a learner. And so Jesus is the teacher, and we ought to want to listen to him. Because he is the only one that speaks life. What Jesus says is what God says. It's God, because he is God. His voice has all authority. You know, I was reading some scriptures and Pilate sent some soldiers to arrest Jesus. And they couldn't do it. And they come back empty-handed and it wasn't because Jesus had really good bodyguards. And when they got back, and the, and the king said, well, where is he? He said, man, nobody ever spoke like this man. You see, when you sit at Jesus' feet, you're going to change. You're talking about singing, change my heart, oh God. When you sit at Jesus' feet, it will change your life. So I say, turn off the TV. Quit looking at Facebook for all your life venturous advice. Get into God's Word and say that Jesus teach me. I want to learn. Because I don't have to tell you this world is in a mess. And the world is in a mess. Because we have not sat at Jesus' feet. 
And now is the time that we can say, I want Jesus to teach me. Not to be affiliated with a political party. Not to be affiliated with a denomination. But I just want to learn about Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you what it will do to you. There are people who do not want to know the truth. If they knew the truth, they would change the churches they go to. You see, the truth is what makes you free. And you don't have to know everything about predestination and election, though that is true. Most people I've found that ask a lot of questions about predestination and end times, I wonder if they've ever been saved in the first place. We need to sit at Jesus' feet so we can get a grasp on John 3 before we try to deal with Romans 9. Okay? So sit at Jesus' feet. I see... Uh, three points I want to try to bring out here. One, to sit at Jesus' feet. I, I, yes, again, my point I want to emphasize is Jesus teach me how to be taught. I want to be a learner. I don't know it all. I mean, we just got through dealing with little children and how with that is a, a typical um, way, an attitude that we as God's people need to be. Even Jesus says, I thank thee, Heavenly Father, that you reveal these things unto babes and hid them from the wise and prudent. One is, if we want to sit at Jesus' feet, if we want to be taught then we have to appreciate the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was given by Jesus before he ascended for that one purpose, to teach us. Look at John 14. Okay, would you look at that? In verse 26. In my Bible, it's read, Jesus' words. He said this, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Not some things, but all things. And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So I want you to see there, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Now I learned something I did not know. Just the other day, reading the Old Testament. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there was a, a King Joseph, Jehoshaphat, and, and a prophet came, a, a, a priest like Seer they had, and, 
And he started telling this king about his life. And then in that same verse, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord was there, capital S. You know what that means? That means that the prophet in the Old Testament was the same as the Spirit of God because the prophet sent from God bore God's words. Got it? Now see, in the New Testament, we have a new dispensation of the Holy Spirit. What I want us to see here as believers, you are the temple of God. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Okay? So when we think about this text, what brought that to my mind was Jesus went to their house. Martha's. Plies her house. How would it be if Jesus came to your house. Jesus lives in your heart. Why? As the Holy Spirit to teach you so that you can sit at his feet. Because unless he does, we don't want to learn. You can have all kind of knowledge In fact, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. But when you sit at Jesus' feet, you see the remedy for sin and you see what God has done for you. And you love him more. I believe Mary felt that. God, what I need to know is about you. Teach me. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit does. I don't preach about the Holy Spirit near enough. But the Holy Spirit is is who, who is God. One of the Trinity tells us he convicts us of sin. He directs our lives. I mean, he borns us again. He's the one that quickens us. He changes your mood and motivation, attitude. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not proud of this, but when I went to high school, I would sit in algebra, and I would be thinking about anything but algebra. I mean, my favorite class was recess. If I could wait and get out and practice, play football that evening, that's all I wanted to. I didn't understand why I had the classes. I want you to know that God says, you don't get to choose your class. The Ten Commandments are not multiple choice. They're not. So, you know, I fooled around in high school. Thought I could just make it playing football and hunting, I guess. But then sometime in my senior year, the latter part of it, something changed me, and I wanted to go to forestry school. (laughs) I wanted to get in the woods and and live and look and learn about trees. I tell you, my SAT was so low. 
And I had to take my first quarter remedial classes. They didn't even count. I mean, it's almost like they want to see, they read, is this what you want to do? <laughs> but here's what's amazing. <laughs> Penny's got a grin at me a little because her and Patty actually tutored me. They were math teachers. She didn't know she'd be married to such a dense guy. But I used to stop in Denmark. When I got down to school, though, here's the deal. I wanted it so bad that I wasn't ashamed that it was remedial. Because you see, I had this objective. I was going to get it, and I learned it. I had a teacher down there. Uh, his name was Wayne Massey. I never will forget him. And he taught me, and I would go after class, and you know what? I made an A in it. And then I made an A in the real one, and trig, and all that. You're not going to believe it. This little country boy even made the dean's list. What changed that? What changed it was I wanted it. What's going to change you about God's word is do you want to learn about Jesus and the Holy Spirit is quickening you and telling you that. That's why you're here today. He teaches you all things. And you know, when I was at the University of Georgia, I did not know, I still don't know, why a guy that has, is pursuing a forestry degree has to take physics. I never understand that. And chemistry, but it was there. See, it's discipline, and there's some things in God's Word that you might not think you need. But I'll say this to you. If you really want to sit at Jesus' feet, whatever's in this Bible that you don't like, you get into that and you study it. You just deal with it like it's a blister or a sore. You just get into that and you study it. Because that's what teaching about Jesus is about. So the Holy Spirit. We say, well, I don't, I kind of know it all. I mean, that's dangerous. Secondly, you got to have hearing ears. And only God can give you hearing ears. Where was that? I was in John 7. I found a couple verses. There's so many places we could go. In verse 45, I'll just read them to you. John 7, John's Gospel. The officers answered, never man spake like this. I was telling you about that a while ago. Never a man spake. Then came the officer and the chief priest and Pharisee and said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? And the officers answered, Never a man spake like this. Now look back at John 14 with me. I was there just a while ago. I know you were with me, but in verse 23, Jesus answered in John 14 and said, If a man loved me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which he hears not mine, but the Father which hath sent me. 
When you think about the Word of God, think about hearing the Word of God, the only way we can hear God's Word is God giving us a hearing ear. Here's what happens in my view. We by nature do not want the things of God. There are a lot of people who do not want, who do not believe, who do not embrace what you and I believe. Why is that? Is it because we're smarter? No, no. What it is, is God goes before us. Before even our salvation or the quickening of it, and He prepares our heart so that His Word will fit in there. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man or woman, that is before God deals with you, receiveth not the things of God, neither can he know them. And salvation, in John 5.45, Jesus says, The hour is coming and now is when the dead, listen to me now, so not spiritually dead, shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. He didn't say the voice of the preacher, he said the voice of Jesus. Jesus is the voice that raises spiritual deadness. See, he's talking about regeneration. God has to give us a hearing ear. Listening to Jesus is a miracle. The effects that God has on your life, you thank God for it. Even though we, we have neglected, most of us have, sitting at Jesus' feet, thank God that you have an interest in God's Word. Because I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, that it's a miracle. It is a gift from God that, that God gives us that, that says, Jesus, teach me. You know, if you knew that next Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock down here at the courthouse in Statesboro that a will was going to be read and you were going to be a, a recipient, an heir of a will and you were going to receive a lot. You'd be there, wouldn't you? You'd be there. Yes, sir. I'm going to change my schedule. I'm going to be there. I want to remind you, you are the heirs, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. You know, I don't know who did it, but somebody put a letter on my desk. I mean, nothing wrong with them doing that. But I just looked, they said, Dear Randy Waters, I just want to inform you that you have been, I want you to be a part of a, a state. Said this guy, Abba Waters or something died in Canada, and he had no heirs. And so, since your last name is Waters, I'm just briefing this deal. It's a long letter. He says, this, this estate is $11 million. It's on my desk. He said, now what, what I want you to do is, I want you to join with me. And says, I want you to know, I'm going to give 10% to charity, and me and you are going to have the rest of it. I, I, I just did what you did. All I need you to do is send me this information. You probably got some of those letters. Jesus' word is true. You know the only way to deal with heresy is truth. All this deal we're confused about people whether they need to be boys or girls or 
men marrying men and women marrying women and whether that's offensive or how we need to deal with that, that is, that is settled in God's word. It's in the same place that forgiveness and, and in the love of God and confessing our sins. Hearing ears. In other words, God gets our attention. That's why only Jesus can teach you you're a sinner. And then lastly, you know, this, the highest need we have is sitting at Jesus' feet. Here's the Labor, Labor Day part of this message as we celebrate Labor Day tomorrow as a nation. Are you overworked? What we need to do is to be where we can overflow. You know how you get where you overflow? You sit at Jesus' feet. I'm not necessarily talking about going to church, though that is a good place. But the church does not save you. Jesus does. There's lots of great preachers out there. I'm sure not one of them, but I'm going to tell you, the preacher does not save you. Jesus does. And when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that be added to us, and then we walk around silly as we can be wondering, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I don't know whether I need to this, be this way or that way. Then the deal is we're not putting the priority. We're not sitting at Jesus' feet because when we sit at Jesus' feet, then we become like Jesus. Teach me, Jesus. You know, priorities. You know, when I grew up, I had to eat everything that's on my plate. I did. And so I learned, you eat the things you don't like first. So I'd eat the, the spinach and all that stuff first. And made the dessert a lot better. And what I'm saying is there's a priority that we need to say, let's sit at Jesus' feet. It's like a reservoir. You take a reservoir that dammed up a river and it builds a, a lake. And this is like Mary sitting here and the power is there. And, and that's what turns the wheels and turns life. Sitting at Jesus' feet. May the Lord help us to do that. And do that with our hearts. Jesus likes that. God said, remember, the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. That's Jesus. He has the words of life. Eternal life. What good is anything without life eternal? I do too many funerals to think that it's not important to sit at Jesus' feet. There was a story told I read the other day about a man that had a little daughter. His wife had passed away. Well, I guess she was... 9, 10, 12 years old. And so every night she would be dismissed 
say, Father, please excuse me. She went in and she would just be in her room. And so he didn't understand it. He missed her, but he didn't want to say it. He knew where she was. So later on that year, she came to him around Christmas and said, said, Daddy, I want you to know what I've been doing. I made you these gloves and said, I just made them for you and I love you so much. And he took them and he thanked her for him, but he did say, he said, you know, I appreciate the gloves, but I'd rather you have been with me. There's something about sitting at Jesus' feet. I told you about my little grandson, Hunter, who's big now, but he was just a little one. He, boy, he was over at the house. And I was in my office trying to study, and so-called study or whatever. I remember Hunter coming in there, and I turned around, and I said, what do you want, son? He said, Granny, I just want to be with you. I ain't never forgot that. Never. You know what? I think Jesus just wants us to be with him. You don't have to go on a mission trip. I mean, it might be the thing he wants you to do. You don't have to understand everything. You just come to him with all your sins and you sit down to him and you sit at his feet and you say, teach me, Jesus. May the Lord bless us. How to be taught. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much for teaching us, for your guidance. Forgive us, Lord, for neglecting it. Think we could even take a step without you holding our hand. Thanking we, Lord, can walk in this dark, sinful world without the light. Thinking we could read this book, oh God, without you showing us what it means and how it needs to impact our lives. Understanding, Lord, that this Bible, as great as it is, is nothing more than a flashlight without batteries unless you give us your spirit and unction. Give us that, O oh God. Bless us by your grace. We want to be healed of COVID. We want, Lord, this land to have peace. We want our government to, to love you and follow your ways. But most desperately, O oh God, we desire for you to teach us. And we pray, O oh Lord, you'd give us the reason and the motivation to sit at your feet. Well, that is where we're going to find unity. Whether we're black or white or rich or poor, young or old. Thank you, Lord, for the sweet melody, your Holy Spirit, what it does to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.